you know what that music means. It's time for us to talk to Vaughn Palmer of the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. I have very vivid memories of the uh, Village People concert at the Pacific Coliseum some years ago. Great I don't show. think, though, the lineup included a character called the janitor. <laughs> but we do have one of those on deck here in British Columbia today. Nice segue. You are the king. Yeah, let's talk about the janitor, which is a nickname that seems like it's going to stick here to Mike Farnworth. But as you told us yesterday, he's been called this for a long time. Yeah, way back in the 1990s, he used to New Democrats would call him in to clean up other people's messes, and here he is again this week. I know he was on with you this week, and he's been doing uh, double duty trying to clarify what Premier meant with these restrictions on travel. So we're going to find out some of that today. I gather this is only the first installment, however. We're going to hear the main restrictions on what it means to restrict and limit travel among the health regions, I think we may have to wait till next week to find out all the details on the fines and the penalties because they're still working on that one. Right. Yesterday was a a busy day because we heard about the upcoming travel surgical cancellations as well. Yeah, I mean, it was a very busy briefing yesterday. It was early at one o'clock. It wrapped up just as the federal government announced their travel restrictions on international travel. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix welcomed that. They provided a little bit of a preview of what's coming today with Farnworth. The, The main objective today is to make it clear that the travel restrictions among BC Health regions, the Vancouver Coastal and Fraser Health being side-by-side in Metro Vancouver will be treated as a single region. Today's restrictions, the main goal is to restrict travel outside those two regions for non-essential reasons. So going on a vacation to the interior, Uh, taking the ferries to Vancouver Island. The reason those regions are being singled out is, Simi, because the the spread is so bad there. That's where the community spread is concentrated in British Columbia. That's where the healthcare system is being overwhelmed. So the government is taking action today to try to restrict movement of variants and virus outside those two regions. Okay, and and so they were doing this briefing just at the same time that this federal flight suspension was announced too, right? Yeah, and you know, well, I guess we can argue whether or not the the barn door is already flapping in the wind and the horse has already escaped. Um, Certainly, Dr. Henry confirmed to us yesterday that the so-called double mutant variant the one that was first identified in India, that that got into British Columbia. We have 40 cases already confirmed on Wednesday, and she confirmed yesterday, Simi, that some of those cases have been traced to international travel. So that's how it got here. Uh, it's no surprise that's how international travel is, how other variants have gotten here. And, you know, Ottawa is cracking down. Good, maybe overdue, and I appreciate you've been reporting this morning that you can't really escape the restriction, because the restriction only applies to direct flights, you can't really 
reroute yourself through other international destinations, you're still going to face testing and quarantine when you get to British Columbia. At least you should. That's right. Yeah, they're going to make you take another test. If you if your flight stops yeah. in Los Angeles or wherever, have to have another test while you're there. Uh, but this, I felt like this was something that even authorities resisted all week, Vaughn, right up until yesterday. Well, I mean, you heard the prime minister say, you know, it's only a tiny number of the cases here. Well, excuse me, sir, it only takes one case to get it here. And this has been a chronic problem in Canada going back to when this, you know, COVID-19 was first identified uh, way back at the end of 2019. You know, have we done enough uh, to close off international travel, to restrict it, to uh, get the variants in here. And, and international travel, by the way, includes the United States because a lot of what got into Canada came from the United States. And yes, we also know that Canadians passed it around between provinces and all that. So all of that, uh, all of those recriminations uh, should be dealt with by whatever kind of a public inquiry we get at the end of this. I'm sure the incumbent governments don't want a full-blown public inquiry on it, but I think, you know, the public is going to need to be patient. But uh, when it's over, and let's hope it's soon, we need one. All right, let's talk about the vaccine situation here, too, because I was, I've was i been joking that my favorite hashtag these days is that hashtag Gen X Zeneca, because once they made AstraZeneca available to the 40-plus-year-olds, boy, did it ever get taken up. Yeah, it got taken up. I mean, we're out of supplies. Now, part of that is, again, the lag in deliveries. Part of it is diversion. So this big issue here on Vancouver Island and the provincial capital region is the pharmacies here run out of the stuff. Uh, our colleague Keith Paltry managed to get himself vaccinated earlier in the week, but you know we're out of it now. Uh, you just can't find any here. I know Mike Smith was saying yesterday that he couldn't find any. So here's what happened: they diverted they diverted the AstraZeneca supplies that they had to the highest risk communities in the province to vaccinate frontline people. Um, the answer to well, why are you leaving Victoria and the capital? region Saanich out of the picture, Adrian Dix said yesterday, well, just remember, this region per capita got more of Pfizer and Moderna because we're an aging population. We're older. So even though we didn't get as much AstraZeneca as other parts of, of British Columbia, we got more Pfizer and Moderna. And in fact, uh, Dix mentioned this yesterday, the provincial average vaccination rate for the target population, so first doses, everybody over 18, is just over 30%. But here in the capital region, Saanich, for example, it's 38%. And that's just because of an aging population. Okay, that's those are some impressive numbers here. Um, and let's talk about that herd immunity study. We talked about it yesterday on the show. Carolyn Colain was on uh, the herd immunity one about how they said that their modeling shows that BC we're not vaccinating enough people to keep the numbers down for COVID nineteen. Yes, Dr. Henry was asked about that yesterday. She claimed to welcome it. I'm not sure she really does welcome what she regards as a certain amount of second guessing, but here's what she said. The SFU study is modeling. Some of the modeling was based on us achieving 80% vaccination for herd immunity. Others was 60%. She said we're making progress to the 60% goal. 
for some age cohorts in British Columbia, we've already got more than 60% of the population vaccinated. The SFU study is partly dependent on people under the age of 18 being vaccinated. Dr. Henry said we don't have vaccines yet that are widely approved for under the age of 16, but she thinks they're coming. They're being tested. She expects we'll have it in the fall. So she thinks we're making progress toward the goal. I think the data shows we are. And the main problem continues to be vaccine supply, and that is not the provincial government's fault. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.